This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, July 29th, and let's talk about the weather. The big story, of course, is the extended heat wave that we've been experiencing on both sides of the Cascades. Yesterday, Thursday, climbed to around 90 degrees in the Puget Sound area, the upper 90s in the Willamette Valley, and around 110 in the Columbia Basin at lower elevations. Even in the mountains, temperatures rose to the mid to upper 80s. Cool temperatures and low clouds have been persistent along the coast, where temperatures only have risen to the upper 60s. So relief is not that far away. You just have to go to the coast. Today and Saturday will be very similar to Thursday. And I think Sunday may see a slight cooling on in the west, but not a lot. Uh, Sunday, though, will be the warmest day of the event in eastern Washington, where several locations will exceed 110, 112, 113, things like that. But then on Monday, everything changes. The big cool, cool down begins, first in the west and then in the east. But why the change? Our warm weather has been associated with an upper-level ridge of high pressure, which is associated with warm, sinking air. This ridge has also resulted in a weak, low-level pressure difference near the surface, and this has not supported the movement of cool air from off the ocean into the inland areas of the northwest. That is why the ocean has been cool, the the coastal areas have been cool, but the interior has remained toasty. But late on Sunday and Monday, everything changes in a very dramatic way. A sharp upper-level trough of low pressure will swing through western Washington from the southwest to the northeast. This disturbance will surge marine air into western Washington on Monday, resulting in profound cooling on Monday by 12 to maybe 20 degrees, and there'll be clouds and even some showers on Monday afternoon. Highs on Monday will only rise into the mid-70s at most in in the west, and Tuesday and Wednesday, temperatures will, will be probably near 70 degrees. Nighttime temperatures, as we get into Tuesday and Wednesday, will fall into the 50s in the west. But what about eastern Washington? Monday, we'll see some drop in temperature by about 10 degrees, so you'll be a little bit above 100 in, in, the, in the Columbia Basin. But on Tuesday and Wednesday, as more cool air gets across the Cascade Barrier, temperatures will drop into the 90s on Tuesday and Wednesday, and perhaps the upper 80s on Thursday. So that's a big change. It just takes some time for that cool air to get across the Cascade Barrier. Worried about future heat waves? Well, I looked at the latest forecasts, and at this point, there is nothing on the horizon for extreme heat, anything above 85 in the west, 
for the next 10 days at least. So after we clear this current hot spell this weekend, I suspect uh, we won't see another major heat wave for weeks, if at all. And I really suspect that the the heat wave we're experiencing right now will be the major heat wave for this entire summer. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. There has been a lot of talk about heat waves recently. And quite honestly, there's been a lot of misinformation, particularly regarding the issues of the impacts of global warming. As an aside, before I get started, let me state that I have spent a great deal of time researching Northwest heat waves, including being the first or second author of a number of refereed papers in the peer-reviewed literature on the subject. So perhaps I can add something useful to the conversation. I am going to start with a puzzle. Extreme heat waves and extreme annual high temperatures in our region have not increased over the past century. Yet, our region is slowly warming, with much of this warming probably the result of human-caused climate change. That's kind of an interesting dilemma. How can this be? Uh, This podcast will attempt to answer this question. We start with clear evidence that our region is warming. No doubt about that. And to illustrate this, I, I put a plot of Washington temperatures over the past 50 years in my blog. So you can take a look at my blog to, uh, as, as you listen to this, perhaps. Most weather sites in our region here in the Northwest have warmed by about 1 to 2 degrees Fahrenheit over the last 50 years. Now, some of this could be natural, part of the natural warming that resulted from the region exiting the Little Ice Age. And this, this started sometime in the late 1800s. Some of the warming could be the result of urbanization, which is causes heat island effects, and this area has grown immensely. And some of the warming could be changes from manual to digital thermometers. And this change often results in some problematic heating effects. But some of this warming, and perhaps most of the one to two degrees of warming, could be the result of human-emitted greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. So, since this area is warming, you'll clearly see more days above 80 degrees or 90 degrees or 75 degrees. Above any threshold, there'll be more days above that temperature. That makes a lot of sense. The Seattle Times had an article on the heat waves uh, very recently. It was published about three days ago where in, in, the, in the article they had a figure that showed the number of days above 90 degrees in Seattle. And there has been a modest increase during the last 10 years. Not a large one, but there has been a modest increase in days above 90 degrees. This is exactly what we expect. But the Seattle Times had another figure, one they didn't talk too much about, in which they showed the annual extreme or high temperature in Seattle. And there is no upward trend there. So there's no upward trend 
in the extreme temperatures here in Seattle. Now, I can't stress this enough. The annual high temperatures, which take place in the most extreme heat waves, have not gone up the last few decades. Now, in my blog, I also provide some additional figures that show basically the same thing that was in the Seattle Times. Extreme heat is not becoming more intense around here. Yes, we had an absolutely extreme heat wave last June. That was much more severe than anything we've experienced in the last 50 years. But that heat wave in late June 2021 was a unique one-off. It was a black swan associated with a random, chaotic combination of all kinds of natural forcings. There is no trend towards more events like this. There is no trend towards more extreme temperatures in our region. And that's something that you should see if global warming or climate change was forcing extreme heat waves in our area. So how do we explain this discrepancy between slow warming, which may be due to global warming, and the increasing number of days above 80 and 90 degrees, how do we explain the discrepancy between that and the lack of trend in extreme heat waves? So the global warming is going up slowly, and there is no trend in extreme heat waves. How do we explain this? The answer is that extreme heat is an extremely different animal from just the background warming. And the extreme heat is the result of natural variability of the atmosphere, not global warming. Now, global warming has increased our temperatures by one to two degrees Fahrenheit, a relatively small amount, but extreme heat waves produce temperatures that are 20 to 40 degrees above normal, dwarfing the global warming signal. What produces such large warming in the most extreme heat waves? The atmospheric flow has to be just right. You need to have a highs and lows that move the warmest air up from the south. You need the right high pressure that has powerful sinking that produces warming by compression. You need a low-level pressure pattern that produces easterly offshore flow that prevents the cool marine influence from moving inland. And you need this easterly flow, flow from the east, sinking down the slopes of local terrain in just the right way to get compressional warming. And I could list more, but you get the point. You need to get everything right at the same time. The large-scale flow and the local-scale flow everything has to be aligned perfectly to get the most extreme intense heat. It's sort of like getting all sixes on four dice. Now, there is no evidence that global warming can cause the atmospheric flow to align to get the the major heat waves. There's no evidence that global warming can produce the atmospheric flow to get extreme heat waves. In fact, The lack of increase of extreme heat waves during the past few decades, when global warming is clearly evident, this essentially proves my point. 
Extreme heat waves are dominated by natural processes, and global warming is in the noise level. The warming is small, and global warming is not changing the atmospheric flow to create extreme heat waves. The media coverage on heat waves generally misses these important points and endlessly suggests that all extreme heat waves are the result of global warming. This is simply not true and can be proven not to be true. Now, what about the future? The natural variability should be roughly the same in the future. But global warming will increase as we put more greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. So instead of one to two degrees Fahrenheit, if we keep on going the way we're going, by the end of the century, the the warming will probably be two to four degrees if we follow the current path. So the extreme heat waves will be modestly more severe. So say if we have a heat wave of 39 degrees above normal, okay, something like that, 35 degrees would, would be natural in terms of what's forcing it, and 4 degrees would be from global warming. In any case, I'm not saying we should dismiss global warming. I mean, it's going to become more significant. And that is why I support rational steps, like moving to nuclear power, using renewables when economically viable, working adaptation of uh, efforts, getting some air conditioners when you need it, and fixing our mismanaged forests. Thanks for listening to this long segment about heat waves. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.